And I just remember, like, I kept thinking I would rather live under the bridge than spend the rest of my life not knowing what if, what if I took that step? What if I have gone? Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Anyone Anywhere podcast. So today I have the great pleasure to have with me Agnieszka. I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing the name correctly or Isolation TV as I know better the name. So let me do a quick intro about Agnieszka. She is a digital creator and she is also a co-host in the Soul Boost podcast, a podcast for soul. How are you today, my friend? I am excellent. The pleasure is all mine. I have seen so many interesting people on your podcast. So seriously, I feel honored to be here. I really enjoy I really enjoy the clips that you put up on Instagram. Very cool stuff. Thank you so much first of all. And you also the the let me tell you first how it comes with the for me the idea to interview you. It's when I post something you always come with a comment, an interesting comment. So <laughs> I, I want to talk with her, you know, like and like having the podcast, I think it's the best opportunity. So let's start from the beginning. Please, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, please? About myself, where do I start? Uh, I think I just really rediscovered myself in 2020. Some can say that it was the worst year, but for me, I think uh, it is. it was the year of opportunities, new opportunities, and just rediscovering yourself. I think we all had so much time on our hands during the quarantine and some people just wasted that, which there is nothing wrong with that, of course. And I just started creating. And from there, it took me interesting places. <laughs> I, get, I started, I just got over this fear of putting up content. I think uh, people tell me now that it's hard to believe that <laughs> I was once shy to make a video. But even though I used to, you know, I used to work on camera, I've been on TV shows and stuff like this, but it's just different when you are about to record yourself and just post it for general public. Just from there, it, uh, it just took very interesting turns. I think just creating content and sharing whatever you know, who you are, it, you know, and just being your true authentic self, you open yourself up to possibilities and connections and relationships and through that I have built so many meaningful relationships and friendships uh, online that I can I'm so grateful for it and I, I totally agree with you and 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 I think you are right yeah you you had two options and you still have the, the two options because we are still living this and it's a decision that we can take every day. Do you want to do something or not? And I think yeah, you starting the podcast, uh, your podcast, I think it's something great. But let's go a little bit back. So you were saying that you were, you were working on the TV. Let's start from there. Oh, working on the TV. No, not exactly working on the TV. I was working, uh, I was on a couple TV shows. Mm -hmm. Live cooking shows because once when living in Costa Rica, I had a Vietnamese restaurant, so I was invited on the show. I was actually thinking about it today. How convenient that now I don't have to leave my house 
to give an interview. <laughs> you know, I just put on a camera and off we go. This is awesome how the world adapts. And I was working for a year as a live casino dealer and game presenter. So, you know, one of the, one of the ladies who shows you the winning numbers. <laughs> yeah, that was me. But uh, yeah. And tell me a little bit also, because we were talking before starting the interview about traveling. You were not in a couple of countries, I will say like maybe six, seven. How it was to live in so many different countries and, and which, which lessons did you took from, from living abroad? I think... Adversity is the one thing that you learn. You, 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 you stop being so judgmental uh, of, over other people, cultures, religions, etc. Because if you just live in a bubble and you stay in your own country your whole life, because even if you go away for vacation for a couple of weeks, it's not the same as living in a country for several months or even years. And you have certain image of the nation or religion or whatever that comes usually from TV and from the media that is oftentimes uh, very inaccurate, sometimes hurtful. So then when you actually go and travel and you meet people from different regions, different cultures, and also, especially in certain countries, I have lived, for example, country like Malta, you have all kinds of people there from all over the world. So it becomes this interesting mix of people where none of us really belongs anywhere. Mm. Therefore, we belong here and we create more of a bond with each other. Uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of interesting connections. And then once, because I think a lot of people who maybe would want to change their country, but they are, so, they are just scared. They are like, how it's gonna be. I think once you jump, mm -hmm. you're just never scared anymore. And then whenever you are not content somewhere anymore you just go you just keep going because what's the worst that can happen i remember when i lived in edinburgh and i was uh i was very young at the time and i met these crazy australians crazy in the sense that they just they just they just traveled so much and i think i caught that bug because i wanted to have that kind of life and i remember thinking when I decided that I'm going to move from Scotland to Malta, I remember thinking people were warning me. People were trying to project their own fears onto me mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. saying, oh my God, but what's going to happen? But you don't have a job there, but this, but that. And I just remember, like, I kept thinking I would rather live under the bridge than spend the rest of my life not knowing what if, what if I took that step? What if I have gone? You know, I and I just, yeah, and I just continue living with that approach. And lovely, and tell me, I think it's 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 a first of all, it's a, a great lesson. Just jump, even if you feel fear. Do you have any more especially advice? If you, especially tell me, if please. you feel fear, especially if you feel fear, because once you face, so I am a big fun of facing my fears because then when I when I start thinking of something that I, that I fear I become obsessed that I have to overcome that fear so this year you know what was bugging me cold water swims I was like oh my god I hate that idea and I have to do it 
And <laughs> sometimes I, I get annoyed with myself for being this way because I, I was so terrified of cold water swims, even cold showers. So I knew I have to do it. And then once you do it, you know what? It turns out that it wasn't half as bad as you build it up in your head. I love it. I love it. It's, man, I, I think, yeah, it, it's, it's a great way for live. being brave, like you, exactly, just finding your fears and face it. Uh, I wanted to ask you, if, if somebody is in that position of fear, he wants to maybe live abroad, abroad but he's too afraid of trying, which, which advice you will give to that person? I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Like, I would just honestly go over the worst possible case scenario. And then I would ask myself, would I rather face that scenario or would I rather spend the rest of my life wondering what if, what if, what could have happened? For me, the fear of regrets at the end of my life is the biggest fear of all. I think it's, I think yeah, you are so right, man. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, I think like sometimes we, we, we think that we will live forever mm. and it's our way to protect ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And even like, look at what's happening now. I think people are so scared of death that they will inhibernate themselves at homes away from anybody and they stop living. So, so many millions of people, they stopped living because they are scared of death. Isn't it fascinating? Would you rather live a quality life or would you rather live a long life? I would rather live a quality life because I know even at my age, at the end of the day, I have experienced so much. Mm -hmm. Yet, you know, if I compare myself to other way more adventurous people, uh, it's not that much, but I just, I just go with the flow, man. And I do what feels right. If I want to do something, I do it. And then if something seems like it's not achievable, I just write it down. I make a decision and, you know, the universe aligns things for me and makes it happen. Last year, uh, I made certain decisions a year ago, how my life is going to look like. And I had no clue how it's going to happen, but yet it happened. Sometimes it just goes, you know, it just boils down to making a decision. Everything starts with a decision. And you were saying something about the universe aligns the things for me. Mm -hmm. Do you want to explain that? What? So basically you have to, if you don't make a decision on how you want your life to look like, on how you want your life to be, then the universe is just going to give you random stuff and just going to toss you around like a sheep hmm. on the sea. So either you make a decision or this decision will be made for you. And then you just wake up every day. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what you want to do. So you're just going to get random stuff. So, to me, it's all about deciding what I want. And I have discovered that several years ago. And I just started writing things down. When I first was listening to the book, Think and Grow Rich, 
Mm -hmm. which by the way, I think this is the most important book for anyone to read. Mm -hmm. uh, it explains so much in terms of manifestation and uh, goes into depth on how to manifest your future. When I first started writing things down, I had no clue what I wanted, but I had to make a decision. I knew that I just, because if you ask somebody what they want to do, they will tell you, I don't know. I don't know. You keep asking, I don't know. And then you put a gun to their head and you will ask them what you want to do. And they will give you the answer. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't know what I wanted, but you know, I had to make a decision and I made certain decisions and then they just things aligned. It, it's all about making a decision. I think yeah, you are right. And like you were saying, and knowing your why, a, a, a way that we can call it. Do you believe in having a purpose in life? Of course. Which is we yours? All a, we all have a purpose in life. We are all little pieces of a puzzle, you know, like we all have our unique purpose. So I think everybody's purpose is to help people. And we all do it in different ways. We all have our very own unique and special talents with which we can help people. And it doesn't have to be anything super profound. You can be a hairdresser and you help people because you do your best with styling their hair and then they feel amazing. No? Mm -hmm. So uh, many of us don't discover what our talents are because like I said, we don't ask ourselves what's our why. We are just drifting. We are going to the job. We are going nine to five. We don't explore. We don't taste enough things to know what we really like. We don't face our fears. I think that my purpose is, my purpose for sure, it is to help people. And uh, I do it in various ways. I recently discovered what my strengths really are and why I have been studying the manifestation and applying certain things into my life for the past 11 years. So uh, I have decided to take it a step farther and actually become certified. And I started and I am studying now to become an NLP practitioner and manifestation coach. And uh, on top of that, obviously I make content and I, I spread, I spread my wisdom. I spread what I know. I spread the, my, my, my experience and just try to, um help people in any possible way i can i'm very passionate about helping people so whenever i get a message when somebody tells me that hey you've inspired me to do this or you've inspired me to change uh the city that i live in or to eat healthier or to do this or that that's just that that that's what i that's what i live for that's honestly what I live for. If I just get a message like this once in a while and somebody tell them, tell me that I, that I inspired them or helped them in any, any way that that's everything to me. That's what I live for. And I think, and it's a great purpose. And I totally agree with you. If you can change just one person's life, yeah. it's already mission accomplished. But I think also people, because for a few years I was wondering, I'm like, I have been killing myself with that question. What is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I think a lot of people are overwhelming themselves with that question. 
rather than trying enough things. Just go and try things and you will. And also if you are just following the path, if you are following your heart and like, you know, you are, you are trying things and then something will feel right. Mm-hmm. Just keep doing that and it will bring amazing results. I think, man, there is a couple of things that, that I, I took that is all right. For you, writing is something that it was very important, no? Like to, to, to help you to get that self-awareness that you have today. Say again, please. Uh, writing, it was something important writing. for you. Journaling, I don't know if it's... And you were saying also something about trying. And I think that is like just trying. Why do you think that we are so afraid of trying? I don't know if people are afraid of trying, but mm. I think they just don't understand the power that it, that it has. That there is so many, like, you know, I was, I, five years ago, I mm. just by chance started training boxing. I had no clue I'm going to love it so much. Maybe it's a good thing because if I discovered that in my youth, my face would look a little different, but I was regretting that I discovered that so late in life because I couldn't believe after my first session, how much I loved it. And like, man, I live for that. So we have, we, we seriously have no clue how many other things we may feel so passionate about unless we try. I swear to God, I have zero, I had zero interest in boxing, martial arts, nothing. I just thought it's just one of those things that I have to try and just maybe train once a week just to kind of, just mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. I had no, I fell in love with the first punch. I was sold out. I didn't want to do any other training anymore. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it, man. I saw some videos with the boxing. Uh, I also do martial arts. I do jiu-jitsu, different one. Uh, and I love awesome. it also. It was also, I started for the fitness. Like I think like yeah. 80% of the people started, but after it's something more. Yes. What there is in the boxing that you love? But I also, did, I also, sorry to, to go in, Please? but I also, did, I also did judo for a year. Okay. So that's very similar to, to jiu-jitsu. And uh, man, I miss it. I miss it a little bit. That is a part of the, the groundwork that, uh, I don't know. I love fighting for some reason. I don't, I, don't, I don't like hurting people, but I love fighting. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I have no clue, to be honest with you, what it is about boxing. But when, I don't think it's, it doesn't have to be boxing specifically, but any sport where you are learning a skill. Mm-hmm it's completely different, different to working out for a physique. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you are, you are running and you're just trying to have a better time than you have a, there is a purpose in training. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think training, you know, lifting weights, trying to obtain certain physique can be actually mentally damaging because you then observe yourself in the mirror. And I'm not saying there is anything wrong with that, uh, but for me personally, training to learn a skill is amazing. And then every time you just get better and you, you don't, you don't necessarily check yourself out like, Oh, you know, what do I look like? And you know, in terms of like, Oh, I've been training for that long and that I lose weight or whatever. No, it's just about that. The body is just a byproduct, which is super cool. 
but you don't focus on that. You focus on the skill, that discipline. And with boxing, it's the, it's the technique. I love the footwork. Like I love dancing as well. When I was little, I was learning to dance. And dance and the footwork in boxing is just something so beautiful. I just love watching people with this really amazing footwork. And I don't know, it's every time that I get the right punch, it just feels so good. <laughs> Can't explain it. No, no, no. And I think like it's part of our nature fighting, but yeah, you should fight in the right place. Like, like it's part and if you like it, it's not for everybody, but if you like it, I think you, you, you should do it. Also dancing in, and music, how it's important dancing and music for you. I, I, I'm also a big lover of music. So. Hmm. Um, I think it's just, it's amazing when you can dance and just, just feel your body. Hmm. Just not dance because somebody is watching, not dance because it looks good, but just, man, like, isn't it incredible? We were given those amazing bodies in this human form and we can do such crazy things, you know? Uh, I think the synergy, like when you are moving your body to the music, that is something spiritual about that. And then in terms of music, I have become very aware of music also in the recent years. And I will tell you why. So not only because of the words in the songs. Now I can't, I don't listen. I, I revisited my playlist and I really don't listen to many of the popular music that I used to listen to that I thought it was cool and catchy because not only it is packed with negativity and hatred, but also, you know, our subconscious mind never rests. Our subconscious mind is not judgmental. So imagine listening to the song over and over and over. We are young, dumb and broke. What do you think the result is going to be? Your subconscious mind picks up whatever it hears. So I have become very, very conscious of the music in terms of the words that I listen to. That's the first part of it. And the second part is that the frequencies of the music are very powerful. They affect us in, in, in different ways. So there are the positive, there, there are the negative. But uh, so there is many positive uh, frequencies that I listen to. Uh, the main one is probably five to eight hertz. 432 hertz. Uh, but most of the popular music that we hear on iTunes and Spotify is 440 hertz. I don't know if you heard about what it means. I have idea, but please explain it. So uh, for no reason whatsoever, uh, I don't want to lie, but uh, I think it was uh, around 1940. For no apparent reason, all the music... Um, frequency was shifted from 432, which is a very uplifting frequency. It, will it helps you feel better. It calms your mind. It raises your vibration. And it was changed to 440. So all the popular music you have on iTunes and Spotify, it is 440. And that is a very dangerous frequency. It makes us depressed. It makes us feel insecure. It makes us feel inadequate and all those negative things. So of course I do listen to some popular music still, but I'm just much more conscious about it. I love it. It's lovely. And man, it's something that 
which kind of so let's go which singers do you will advise me to listen in the right frequency or which kind of music just for the people like to go in a way you would have to just you would have to search on uh, on youtube so no all the commercial singers uh i don't think that you know it's advisable to listen to them too much hmm. You know, all the Beyonce's and Jay-Z's and all the stuff that we loved and we were raised listening to. Uh, in moderation, <laughs> I would say. I listen to all that music, you know, like, come on, like, we are humans. Uh, it's, it's some catchy stuff, but just to be aware of that. So, yeah. And, and I think it's a great advice. Maybe just do a test. Imagine spending one week without listening to that kind of music and just listen, like... Uh, music in a different uh, frequency and you can check yourself the results yeah. that has on you i think it's a great great advice like you can even put in on on youtube i just i usually listen to like you know while i work or meditate or for sleep i listen to i put up uh, five to eight five to eight hertz if mm. you like jazz for example you can put up uh five to eight hertz jazz And yeah, I usually just listen to instrumental five to eight hertz. And then if I want to get pumped up for the gym or something, then I have a different playlist. And uh, I just try to check and make sure that it's not too damaging for my subconscious. <laughs> I, I, love, I love that idea and I will check it. I will five to eight jazz. I will try, I will try to... to, to. <laughs> when I'm working and you are talking about the subconscious mind. You want to talk a little bit more about that, please. So you know that we have the conscious mind and we have the subconscious mind. So the main difference between these two, they're both working, but the conscious mind is very judgmental. Like if I will tell my conscious mind, I can move this glass. My conscious mind will be like, you can't do this. And it's like this with everything. And your subconscious mind is completely non-judgmental. It takes emotionalized thought. Uh, it gets fueled by emotionalized thought and repetitive thoughts as well. And there are very powerful tips and tricks on how to influence your, your subconscious mind and use, use it to your advantage because it can be your worst enemy or your best friend. That's why we really have to watch how we speak to ourselves and the thoughts that we are thinking. So if you catch yourself having a negative thought, just try to push it out, replace it with a positive one. You know, like we are sometimes having uh, discussions with ourselves, like you might be thinking, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm just be like, like I would talk to myself in my own head, like, shut up, <laughs> mm -hmm, exactly. you know? Yeah. So. With subconscious mind, you can, in, there are certain ways on how to influence it also. So like I said, emotionalized thought. So not just thinking a thought, thinking a thought without emotions. Sure, it can do you some good when repeated a million times over time. But it's the emotionalized thought that really works magic. Uh, from my experience, I will tell you about one situation that it landed me interview with Akon when everybody said like it's not going to be possible um, 
I remember when I found out that Acon, I lived in Malta at the time, and I found out I worked for a company uh, where we had one of the cryptocurrency sites, and he was coming because he also was launching his own crypto. So he was at the blockchain event. And I was already going to this event. And when I found out that he's going to be there, and we were coming with the, with the um, uh, filming crew, I remember thinking, I will interview Akon. And I said to my colleague sitting next to me, and I said, I will interview Akon. And he just looked at me like I'm crazy. And I remember just feeling the feeling, like how happy I'm gonna be when I tell my cousins, hey, you know, I got that interview. So I just felt it. And then a few times I remember before going to bed, I was just not thinking about how the interview is gonna look like, but mm. how, I'm gonna, how happy I'm gonna feel. So we were trying to get that interview every which way possible we could. And everybody said, no, it's not possible. Yeah, like thousands of people want that one minute. I was like, I just need one minute. They were like, no, not possible. So anyway, I gave up on that idea and I completely forgot about it, but I was still so determined to catch him. I was like, man, even if I have to jump through his security guard and make a complete fool out of myself, I will get that exclusive material to put it on our site. I was just like, I don't care, like how, like what, like what kind of fool I'm gonna make out of myself. So it is the second day of the conference and we were about to film an interview with somebody else. And some dude comes up to me and he's like, hey, what media are you from? So then I tell him, and then he's like, hey, uh, maybe you would be interested in our cryptocurrency. Here is the CEO of our company. And I say to my colleague, yeah, sure. I'm like, why don't you interview him? Uh, and so they are interviewing that guy. In the meantime, I am talking to, to the person who came up to me and I say, I'm like, man, I'm so disappointed because this whole project was supposed to be about Akon and we were creating a big uh, article and just big project and I can't get to him. And he goes to me like, oh, you want to meet Akon? I'm having breakfast with him in 15 minutes. I'll take you. And I was like, shut up. So the point of the story is that, and I ended up at this very exclusive VIP event, giving a speech in front of Akon and some other super important people. Uh, in the end, he saved me for the last to give me a proper interview so that we don't have to rush through all the people trying to take pictures with him. And I think I was the only person interviewing him except for the organizers of this big event. So the, the point of the story is, this is what happens when you have emotionalized thought. It didn't matter that the whole universe, like the, everybody told me I'm not gonna get that interview. It only mattered that I already convinced my subconscious that it's already happened, it's done. So it aligned, it aligned things for me. And I love the story, love it. And, whoa, and it's, it's like a miracle, like you can call it, but it, and it was the first time that you start to believe in, let's call it manifestation. No, no, I had so many different, this is probably, I, I would call out this uh, example just because, you know, like he is a big name. So you're going to hmm. be like, wow, <laughs> but I have like tons of little, uh, I have tons of little or not so little examples from my own life. Uh, I didn't even know at the time that this is what's happened because I remember, you know, having that, that emotionalized thought, but I didn't do it consciously. I wasn't consciously thinking what I am putting in motion here. 
Man, I no, I started, mm -hmm. I, I, started, I started learning about the power of our subconscious and how to influence it and how writing our goals. Uh, so this is, uh, co it's connected. Our writing our goals and positive affirmations and mission statement and all those things, how writing them out and convincing our subconscious that it's already done like magic can happen. And I know that I would have achieved much more have I not listened to my self-limiting beliefs. So I write my goals, they change from time to time. And you know, like by this time I will have this kind of salary or by this time. And most of those things that I write on that list, they happen. And the trick here is to read them right after waking up because your brain is in theta waves. So you are awaking, but your subconscious is super, um, you, you can really take advantage of the fact that your subconscious like a sponge. is absorbed. Uh -huh. So super important, right after waking up, some positive affirmations and your goals. And you have to write it in the way, in the present tense, as if they already happened. So then you are convincing your subconscious to, to do so. So, um, and so many things of that list just happened. I would write something down and I'm like, I have no clue how I'm going to achieve that, but I decide that it's going to happen and it's happened. Um, so many things, so many things that I could talk about from, from, uh, from my own examples. And then the second time you read that mission state, um, those goals are mission statement right before going to bed when you were very, very sleepy. Some people are so listen uh, to stuff while going to bed, like on their headphones, et cetera, et cetera. So another way that I introduced this year is to achieve sometimes that, sometimes it's not that easy, like it's, it's work to achieve that emotionalized thought, to feel that emotion. So find some uh, powerful uh, movie soundtrack put it on your headphones mm -hmm. and then think about your future. What do you want it to look like? Oh man, I get chills every time I do that. And then you get those, you, you get the, those emotions because it's then as if you were watching your life as a movie, uh, you know, with that music, mm -hmm. it is very powerful technique. I actually learned it from some millionaire. Uh, I, I don't remember the name and it's not very relevant, but I was like, wow. And when I first tried it, I was like, wow, this is really powerful. For sure, I will try it. So the idea is like you put a, a nice soundtrack that you like and you just start imagining your future. You just put uh, like movie soundtrack, you know, those movies, like mm -hmm. those dramatic movies. <laughs> and then you, can, you just think of what you want your life to look like and you just feel, you, you start feeling what it would feel like to be there, to be in that, it's like watching your future life as a movie. Uh, just being like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm so lucky. You know, this is actually happening. <laughs> Man, I love it. And I love that, that two words, emotional thought, because thought you normally think as something rational, but I think it's, it's quite important. It's not just saying the sentence and the affirmation as you can call it, but feeling, having emotion. Uh, emotionalized thought yeah your subconscious mind reacts to emotions more than it reacts to words like even think about it this way uh 
you rarely remember what the person said to you, but you always remember how they made you feel. True. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. So this is, this is how subconscious mind works. Like, I mean, affirmations are great. If you repeat something a hundred times, it's great. But if that is, if it's not backed up, it's just going to be much harder to get through the subconscious. But I've been doing affirmations and reprogramming my brain as well. Uh, reprogramming my brain around the money mm. and just listening to this very specific recordings every single morning uh, for a period of time. And uh, it's just because we have been programmed since the day we started becoming conscious, we have been programmed and usually because of our environment, not in our favor. So we forgot who we really truly are because when we were born, we were just so perfect. We had our third eye open, we were fearless and we didn't feel any of the insecurities or any of this stuff. And then the world start programming us into self-limiting beliefs. And so then the key is, the good thing about it is we can start reprogramming ourselves and rewiring our brains. That's the beauty of it. No matter, no matter how badly programmed we are, we are, we can just make a decision to reprogram ourselves at any moment and just start following those steps and start doing those things. Love it, love it. And how is for you the best way to reprogramming your brain? It's by writing your goals, writing your thoughts, having that uh, uh, self-talk with you, with the music. What is the best way to reprogram yourself? It's a synergy of things. So I have been doing all this stuff for several years and I just see what works for me. Sometimes I just do, depends. I wanted to uh reprogram my mind around the money right so then i started reading books about like rich dad poor dad that explains that really money isn't real if you just can get that concept into your head that's the first step also uh, abundance mindset you know so it's a synergy of things but you just that's why the daily habits and daily thoughts are so important for me morning routine is everything and morning routine is what uh what brought probably the biggest difference into my life so because also in the morning like i said your brain is most your subconscious mind is the most susceptive so this is the time to feed your subconscious mind you know get all the good stuff in I treat my mind the same way I treat my body. So I do also intermittent fasting, right? So after several hours of fasting, I make sure to first feed my body with some good stuff. I don't diet. I eat super healthy, but I don't diet. I eat whatever I want. I just focus on eating as much, as much good stuff as possible. So I have the same routine for my body and my mind. First, you know that... Uh, the amount of information that our brain can absorb during the day is not finite. So then we have to be careful. What do we feed our mind with early in the morning? So I first try to put in all the good stuff in before I ever check my phone, before I go on social media, before I put any of the garbage in. So first I put the good stuff in. So it's my spiritual practice, it's the reading, it's the learning, 
And then, you know, I already know they already put some knowledge in my head. Same thing I do with uh, my, my eating hygiene. After hours of fasting, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to apply to somebody who is fasting. You may not need to be fasting, but my thing is I start my day with a green smoothie. Not my day, but when I start eating first, I have my green smoothie. So then it doesn't even matter if for the rest of the day I eat crap, at least I had that nutrition. And that's like every single day. And all those little things you do over time, it may not matter. But imagine if I do it every day, I have 365 smoothies in a year. That probably does something, doesn't it? Even mm -hmm. if you just do half of this, even if you do it every other day. So also uh, another thing behind it, why I start with that smoothie is because after fasting, your body's starving for nutrition. So all this goodness that I put in is gonna get absorbed right away. And then I'm good to go. I can go and eat my vegan burger. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's explain for the ones that don't know nothing about fasting. Can you just give a little intro? What is fasting and in which schedule do you do the, the intermittent fasting just for, for having an idea for the persons that don't know nothing about fasting? So when I learned about intermittent fasting probably about three years ago and when I learned about benefits of it, how healthy it is, I just couldn't not do it <laughs> because it's like i know how good it is for me why wouldn't i do it so there are different ways to do intermittent fasting and you can just choose one that would work best for you i do uh more or less it is eight hours feeding window and 16 hours of fasting sometimes i extend it depending on the day but also i don't really obsess about it so if i wanna you know if i eat for 10 hours that's not a big deal either but uh I usually first train, doesn't matter, like I usually train around lunchtime and only then I have my smoothie after and I start eating and I probably have like six hours, six hours eating window, but just for the sake of it, let's just say I follow the 16 hours fast, eight hours feeding window. And it can be just as simple as skipping breakfast. I know that we have been told and programmed our whole lives that, oh my God, breakfast is so important. No, it's not. <laughs> But if it's so, if you can't, if you feel like you can't survive without breakfast, you can skip dinner. That's fine too. For me, this format just works the best. It's just because when uh, you are constantly eating and your body is constantly digesting foods, it really doesn't have time to do anything else like repair broken cells. So that's why a lot of people, they start getting ill, they have a lot of inflammation, they get cancer because they are constantly eating. So your body goes into uh, fasting mode only after 12 hours. So from your last meal for 12 hours, it is still digesting the food. And only from hour 12, you go into fasting mode. So this is, to, this is simplifying things. Love so it. for example, if I am fasting for 16 hours, my body is in the fasting mode only for four hours. So in those four hours, it's burning fat, it's repairing broken cells and doing me a lot of goodness. And love the explanation. Are... Please. Yeah, good. No, because uh, there are different, there are, there are different variations. Some people, for example, they uh, choose 
two days per they eat as normal and then they choose two days per week when they eat five to seven hundred calories or they take one day when they eat zero calories like i do additional fasts from time to time i don't like it <laughs> like fasting meaning like just water and lime for example or just water or i would do it for like 48 hours or something like that but I, uh if you can do that i mean you are a badass because that's you are really a black like, belt in fasting <laughs> i mean like people do uh all kinds of fasting but the research shows that so many diseases can be cured just by fasting and that is for example i don't know if you heard about gerson's therapy so this guy called gerson dr gerson he has found a way to cure cancer naturally and he does it by drinking 13 glasses of juice a day so he opened uh those centers that was uh, around the us but that has been banished for some reason mm. uh yes we know why so he so he started opening those centers and they were so the first thing was 13, I don't remember how many weeks that goes on, but 13 glasses of juice per day, not even water, because you are just supposed to give your body nutrition, mm. but also your system is not busy to eat the foods, to, to digest the foods. Mm -hmm. So it can, uh, it can repair the cells, etc. And also in those centers, you are not supposed to be preoccupied with anything. You are not supposed to, you only watch like light comedy shows, none of the drama, none of the stress, being in nature, and people get healed from cancer naturally. I don't know what's the success rate, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie here, but it's a huge, very, very high success rate. It's like a healing center. And it's like a, a special juice or it's an orange juice. Mm. I want that you juice. Are not supposed to. Now, all kinds of uh, vegetable juice. We are actually not supposed to drink juices out of fruit because they are so high in fructose. So the best way, the best thing is to do, uh, to juice veggies and make smoothies out of fruit. Love it, love it. And you were talking about uh, daily habits and morning routines. How daily habits and morning routines, I already understand that is quite important for you, but tell me a little bit more. How it is a normal morning for you? My normal morning, I wake up quite early. Uh, and the first thing that I do, because I don't sleep with my phone in the bedroom. So I have to get out of the bedroom to turn off the alarm clock. And uh, that, is, uh, that is usually hard. I always have this doubt in my head being like, go back to bed, go back to bed, it's getting cozy. And I know that if I give in, for a second, my whole day is ruined. So I turn off my phone and I go to the bathroom. I wash my face, brush my teeth. And then I start with my, I read my goals. That's the first thing I read my goals. I put on headphones, I do my visualizations. And then I, I have my gratitude book and I write down things that I'm grateful for, but not necessarily the things I already have, uh, sometimes I try to cheat my, cheat my subconscious and uh, I write things that I also want writing in present tense. So I write, thank you for something I don't yet have. 
but I know I will have that in the future. Uh, I, I will get back to it when I when I disc when I was reading my old journal, and I just I found something in there that I have written two years ago, and I was like, oh, that's crazy. I have written that down once. So after I write my uh, gratitude list, I do a little bit of mobility, you know, to get the lymphatic system moving. It's another thing with the like just to wake up the body. First, I don't want to wake up my, my, my mind too early because I want to take advantage of theta waves. So once I'm done with those few things, then I do a little bit of stretching and a little bit of mobility just to get the, because with the lymphatic system, if you move regularly, it's very, very rare that you would actually get any form of cancer. Have you ever heard, like how often do you hear of athletes having cancer? Not that often now that, yeah. I'm, that I'm thinking I'm not that often. Yeah, because like when we move with the lymphs, the lymphatic system, we get, we let all the toxins out, all the cancer cells, all those things. That's why moving is so important for our health, any kind of moving. So I just start with a little bit mobility and then I go into my meditation. And so I created uh, now that, that list of, things that I do that is sufficient, but it's not overwhelming. And certain things I also do once a week or when I feel like it. And after I do my meditation, I read. So I do at least two or four pages, depending on, you know, how I feel, but at least it's like, it's a daily thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'm a very slow reader. So if I don't tell myself this is the time of the day to read a little, I'm not going to read. And uh, then sometimes if I feel like it, I will journal and maybe I will go in the nature, you know, so, 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 something like that. But these are the five things that I do every single morning, no matter what, no matter how shitty I feel, no matter what I do all those things every morning. And only then I would allow myself to check my phone, my messages, my social media, my internet is off for the night. So then I have no distractions and I can do all those things, put all the good stuff in my mind and only then, because it can be even, there may be some disturbing messages. There may be, you know, and then you're not going to feel like meditating or your meditation will be disturbed, etc. So, uh, yeah. That's my, that's my morning routine. <laughs> and I love it. And it's like you were talking about, it's like the compound effect. I think it's, it's very important, like doing a little bit every day. We don't yeah. see the value of like, if you, if you read two, three, one page in, mm -hmm. in one day, you will read at least one book at, at the end of the year. And it's better than the last year, you know, like I think it's, it's, it's the compound effect. It's something that we, we should appreciate more. And, and you were saying about if you had to advise me one habit to start today, which one? Um, I think what made the biggest difference for me is meditation. Do you meditate? Yes. Yeah. Yes, man. So, but I think because it's, I started meditating probably, I don't remember exactly, but it has been five, five years ago, mm. maybe. Mm. And I just see, I just see such a huge difference because it's a good start because with that, you become aware, you become more calm, more peaceful. 
you think before you react. So, and you become just more in, in touch with yourself and with your soul. So I think that's one number one thing. And, you know, just get up a little bit earlier. Like if, if a person doesn't have any morning habits, then just get up a little bit earlier, even if it's just 15 minutes earlier and just do one positive thing for themselves because it doesn't have to be. People oftentimes overwhelm themselves and they're like, oh, I want to change my life and I'm going to do all those things. And then, you know, they give up after five days because it's too much. So it's just like, I, I'm, it's good to make achievable goals. You know, I will go for a run once a week or I will, you know, just stuff. I will meditate for five minutes, but every day because consistency is much more important than the amount of time you do something. So you may have a killer session in the gym and three train in the gym for three hours, but you do it once a week. It's not, it's, it's not going to work. Same thing. You can meditate for two hours and then you're not going to meditate for two days or like, sorry for like a two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not going to bring an effect. It's much better to do things consistently in small amounts. So meditation, even five minutes a day, you know, and then you, you build those habits. So I would, if somebody is new to, self-improvement or personal development, I would say one habit, one positive habit and keep it for 21 days because it seems like hard work at first. When I first started introducing certain habits, they seemed like work. And then you just, it just becomes a habit, a second nature. So now I can go outside of my bedroom blind and I, you know, I already, I do things automatically. So the key is to make uh to 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 make those habits habits <laughs> to uh when, when that, you that routine's habit make that routine habit exactly because then it's so easy you don't have to think about it you just do it mm-hmm. yeah I, I think, no i think you are so so right let's go in the meditation which kind of meditation do you do depends Okay. Really depends. I just really, uh, depending on the day, but I really just focus on breathing and being present and not judging myself if I'm having certain thoughts. I put on the usually five to eight hertz music. I burn some incense or Palo Santo. And I really just take a few deep breaths and just try to be present. So sit still and whenever the thoughts come i acknowledge them and let them pass without judgment and i go back to the breath and how you know my feet feel on the couch and just whatever the feeling is around me and then i get distracted by another thought and i don't judge that thought i let it pass and i go back to the breathing and simple as that i think people overcomplicate it uh guided meditation is really wonderful thing too So there's so many wonderful guided meditations that you can do. And there are those, there are so many that are, that can be catered for your special feeling that day, you know, like guided meditation for self-love or guided meditation for confidence. So to each their own, but there is so many options out there. There is, there is no going wrong with that. It's just basically being present and sitting still. 
I think you're right. Yeah. Sometimes we overcomplicate it. And uh, like you said, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just sit down and try to, to just be present, like you, like, like you were saying. And let's go because, in. Because I had friends, because I had friends who were telling me like, oh, I really want to meditate, but I have to do it right. So I'm going to go to some course and like, I'm going to learn how to do it. I'm like, you don't need to learn nothing. You know, like people, I think, overcomplicate things for themselves, not just to procrastinate. Mm-hmm. and it's about doing no yeah exactly it's it's execution yes i think it, it's a way to, to sabotage ourselves you know like yeah. i think it's a way it's easier to say ah, i need the course i need time i'm not prepared mm-hmm. and just starting doing yeah i think it's quite important let's go in one post that you had in in uh, in your instagram why you say that new year's eve resolutions don't work because i think it's connected well i think that they don't work because people think that they need like oh to wait until it's another year and then they will make some resolution and it's for example if you make that resolution new year's resolution to quit smoking Hmm. first of all you are focusing on the negative here And you will be even more obsessed about having that cigarette. And then you will have that cigarette and you are like, you feel like you already lost the year. Or maybe you you say to yourself, I'm going to be exercising every day or I'm going to be doing, you know, it's, uh, if you will break that promise that you gave to yourself, you're going to feel so horrible. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel so shit. And you will feel like you already lost the year and then you just go back to your negative habits, whatever they may be. And so instead, I would say you can just make changes to your life at any point, at any given point. Decide who you want to be. And I think this is so important because, uh, yes, focusing on your goals is very important, but the first step is if you decide that you will achieve those big goals, are you ready? Are you the person who is going to achieve those goals? Because if you are not, then rather than focusing on those goals, it's great to have them Mm. just so you know where you're going, but I would first focus on the person that I have to be to achieve those goals. So rather than setting up New Year's resolutions, that come on like how many people do you know who actually follow through with their new year's resolutions not a lot (laughs) yeah so rather than doing that i would focus on the person that i want to become to achieve the goals that i want to become so i would revisit okay to achieve those goals what do i want to do what do i need to do maybe i need to get up earlier maybe i need to read more maybe I need to start exercising or eating healthier. Maybe my health is holding me back. Uh, Maybe I just need to face my fears and do something out of my comfort zone. So then I would, I would go about it this way and then see, okay, so, and then be more structured. If I need to read more, I'm setting goals. Okay. So I am going to read that much or that many books per month or that many pages per, per day, et cetera. So focusing more on the person that I want to become and also visualizing that person. What mm. is your, what visualizations are so powerful, so powerful. 
and underrated. So visualizing the best possible version of yourself, not the life you're having, just the person. How do you feel about yourself? How people treat you? Who are you? How do you dress? How do you walk? And just every day, even just for a couple minutes, visualize that, that version of you. And then you can revisit, okay, am I doing things that align with that vision to get me there? And I love it. I love it. And why do you think that visualization is underrated or we can also see with the bad connectation? Why do you think that that happens? I don't think that people realize the power of visualizations. Even healers, spiritual healers, they work with... Um, certain healing methods through visualizations. Whatever you can see in your mind, you can have in your hands. Everything first has to happen in your mind. If you don't see it, like you, you, you can't, if you don't hold it in your mind, you can't hold it in your hands. All right. Right. right it's the first place yeah yeah no 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 yeah i see it like the men when when they inventing the the planes man it it, it has first come from here you know yeah. you have to be crazy enough to imagine about that and after to sinking in creating something so so wonderful uh let's go how do you describe your mindset well, my mindset, I don't think you can describe one like oh. this. <laughs> uh, I definitely, I think I have a growth mindset, to put it simply. And I think that is just no matter where you come from, no matter, no matter who you are, what you have, you know, the, the failures you have been through, you can fix all that. You just have to start with your mind. And I think it's a very wonderful thing to be curious because curiosity really takes us into some unexpected places. I think so, yes. Yeah. Grow mindset with the curious, yeah, it will take you far. And uh, intuition, how intuition is important for you? Well, uh, I have been told, which is something that I already, they already knew, but I have been told recently uh, by a spiritual healer that I am a very, very intuitive woman. And I was like, okay, that makes sense, actually. Because our intuition, or I call it our infinite wisdom, is much more powerful than our logical mind. You know, our logical mind is made out of our programming and our past experiences and so sometimes you know things and you don't know how to how you know them and i would have situations in the past where i didn't listen to my intuition you know it's this voice you know your gut is like your second heart and i would not listen and i would really regret i remember this one situation in particular, I had, a um, I had a restaurant and I have this guy come into the restaurant and normally I'm just very 
welcoming and very uh, friendly. And I don't know what it was about him, but I just, my body shut down and I was, I was very cold to that person. And he was just clean, nice looking person. He comes in with a big smile and he's all nice. And I'm like kind of yelling at myself inside, like, why are you such a bitch? <laughs> and I couldn't, I just couldn't help it. And so then he buys one bottle of Coke face and leaves. And I'm thinking to myself, why was I so repelled by this, by this person? And then I see that he get, he paid with fake money. So it was the new currency introduced in Costa Rica, which was equivalent to $40. And so what these guys do, so they would take advantage of the fact that you are not that familiar with the banknote yet. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, they come and be charming and blah, 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 and just try to distract you. And they buy something super cheap and get the change. And I was like, I just, my intuition was trying to tell me something about that person. And I discovered that afterwards and I was so upset at myself, you know, but that's those kinds of situations happened to me many times in life when my intuition would just save me from situations. But also it's like when I have to make a decision and my logical mind does not have an answer. Mm. I just, uh, I just go back to my intuition and I just uh, set, a, set an intention. I put a hand on my heart and set an intention that I will make the best possible decision for myself. And it just comes. It just comes or a solution to a situation. You know, if you get very in touch with your inner self and with your intuition, it can be such a powerful tool because we have all the wisdom within ourselves, but we just don't know it. So most of us, we just rely on other people to tell us what to do or what to think, but we really don't need anybody. You don't need anybody. I don't need anybody. If we just get enough in touch with our inner wisdom, we just know everything that's important for us. And what is for you the best way to get connecting with your inner wisdom? I think meditation, meditation practice, being in, being in nature. Hmm. It's so important to just get out in nature, forget the phone, forget the distractions. I love to go in the nature by myself and just observe. And you will be surprised how many things you can actually see. Oh, there is a squirrel. Oh, like, look at this weird flower. And just, you know, nature knows that you are there. It knows, like we are one with the nature and we just got so disconnected. So definitely meditation and being in the nature is my top two. I love it, yeah. No, like you said, it's simple as that. You don't need to, like a lot of fluffy to go direct to the subject. I love that. And but you had one sentence. Please. But uh, yeah, I, also I was going to say just uh, being mindful. So it's a form of meditation, I think. So whatever you do, just do it mindfully, even if it's just making your bed. Mm -hmm. And, but you are present there in making your bed and you make it all nice and straight. And you don't think about, you know, what you're going to do in five minutes or five hours or tomorrow or what happened five days earlier. You are just mindful in that moment. So it is also very, very powerful just 
to be mindful and present in the moment as much as possible. So right now I'm talking to you, I'm not thinking about like uh, what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I forgot that we are actually recording. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm just present in that conversation. And I think, yes, yes, it's, yeah, it's great tips, like trying to be mindful, meditation that also to helps you to be mindful and yeah, being in the nature, I think, yeah, it's, it's a great way to get connecting with yourself. One sentence that you had in your uh, Instagram also that I love it. It's, we become the stories that we tell ourselves. If you don't like who you are, just start telling yourself a different story. Mm -hmm. it basically goes back to what you are feeding yourself with so who you are you are just pile of stories that you have been telling yourself so since i was little i was being told that i am messy i don't know if i was messy probably maybe i was but i was told to that extent that i grew up moved out and i was like hey i'm just messy like what can I do? It's not my fault. I'm messy. And then I was like, hang on, I can just change that. I can just change that story. I would put stickers on the wall that say I'm tidy. I would put in a, a rule. I don't go to sleep unless I, my house is perfectly organized and put in all those things. But first I made a decision. No, I am clean. So it's, it's just like that we hear something about ourselves or we tell ourselves or like there is a child and you know, they, they keep hearing, Oh, he's just shy. He's shy. He's shy. So this person grows up believing they are shy and it's like this with everything, you know, Oh, I'm just a bad spender. Mm. What's going to happen. So you just, you just shift that story. You have to become aware of the stories you tell yourself. First of all, like I am lazy or, you know, anything really mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just, Become aware of that. And if you want to change it, just make a decision and adjust. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, and you're so right. You were talking about, yeah, I think it's like just put some reminders, like the post-its. I think I use it also. It's a great way to just being like being present, you know, like coming back to our conversation, put yourself in the present moment. I think it's very, very important. But the stickers, they are also very good for our subconscious because you may not even, you may not even read them. I remember this one apartment, I had like the whole wall, wall of stickers. So if I woke up, that would be the first thing that I see. Uh, but it's just also because it affects your subconscious. So you may not think about it and it's just there, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever that may be. I am a, a punctual, I am rich, whatever. And then the good tip is also to reorganize them sometimes because then you don't pick up on them as much. Okay. You know what I mean? Just to. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely. This is, this is a great tip also to influence your subconscious because it's, you know, it picks it up. No, and it's something that we don't know, like, because I think the, the, the worst problem with our subconscious is that we don't know, you know, we don't have any idea of the effect. If I'm getting fat, I can see that I'm getting fat. Mm. But what is the, the for example, like we're saying that the bad music is making to, to, to my subconscious and to my, 
to my mental health, for example, like you were saying. But it's just about becoming aware. Hmm. When, so through meditation and through being mindful, you start becoming aware. So you start hearing words, you start noticing things. So self-awareness is the first step to making change because we, most of the people, they are just drifting through life, not thinking too much. And they just consume whatever garbage comes from media, comes from mm -hmm. social media, TV, etc. <laughs> but it's to become aware. Okay. What is actually like, I haven't watched TV in 11 years. I stopped watching TV 11 years ago. That's why I'm different. That's because I'm not programmed. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, most people, they just, they just take, they didn't even think about it. They are like, okay, this is very negative. This kind of video that I'm watching right now, it's very negative. What kind of effect it has on me? I can really pinpoint my emotions and what's happening with me. And I know what I, what I should do and what kind of action I can, I have to take. I'm very conscious of how people's energy is affecting me. I'm very conscious of all those things. So I can, after, I don't know, even hanging out with somebody, I will make a, um, a little evaluation and see how I feel afterwards. Do I feel uplifted? Do I feel neutral? Or do I feel drained out of energy? And then based on that, I will make a decision. Am I going to hang out with that person again? Because I know it can be uplifting and good for me, or it can be very detrimental for me. So I'm consciously going to make that decision. So it's all about becoming self-aware and conscious. It can improve your life in such drastic ways. I wasn't always this, this happy person, you know, but once you start following that path, life's become so magical and beautiful that you just don't want to stop. And you just want to spread your message onto others because when you are so happy and when you are vibrating so high, mm -hmm. you just want everybody else to feel like this. You mm -hmm. know, you want everybody else to feel what you feel and you know how. So that's why I want to share my message because I want others to be what I am. <laughs> you know, just have, I completely understand just if, you are not like selfish with your emotions. If you found something that it's good for you, you want to share it with others. I, I completely understand that. Because no happy, every happy person, like no happy person will ever be jealous of anybody. No happy person will ever wish any evil upon anybody or will criticize anybody. Uh, all those negative emotions and when you see people making negative statements of other people, those come from the fact that there is something about themselves that they hate and that is, that is somewhere where they need to give love to. Because no genuinely happy person will have anything bad to say about you. And if you are happy, you want others you want others to feel like that too. You want to help people. You are completely and also right. we are all, we are all just connected. We are all collective consciousness. So even becoming aware of that fact, I am very conscious of how I treat people, even those who are mean to me, because I know that if I'm, there is no, you, you, 
I can't hurt another person without hurting myself. This is just, this is just how it is. So if you are trying to hurt somebody, you are just going to hurt yourself. If you are speaking badly about anybody, you're going to feel shit. You're going to lower your vibrations. If you're going to gossip about somebody, you're going to lower your own vibrations. And we are all interconnected. So how we treat others is how we feel about ourselves. You are so right. right. No, it's true. Yeah. And if I'm talking like, or yeah, it's, it's, it's because I'm seeing something bad on me or is some insecurity or is some, I don't know, some, some, something bad from my past that is not because yeah, if you come from a place of love, you don't have time to wait. Really. You don't have not time, not energy to, 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 to give aid to others. You know, it's, you don't want to waste like this. But it's, there are, you know, with, with our insecurities and, uh, you know, in my opinion, self-love comes from self-discipline. And if you have that discipline to do things that are hard and do things that are good for you, but are difficult sometimes, like, you know, work out three or four times a week, like eat healthy and, you know, maybe get up early, read a book, whatever. That's going to give you such a sense of accomplishment that you're going to feel good about yourself. So that leads to self-love. But also there is a lot of traumas. We all had traumas in our past, especially in our childhood that formed us. And those traumatic experiences that we've had as children oftentimes cause unexplainable emotions in us as adults. So that's why certain forms of therapies are so important. I believe that probably, yeah, I believe that every person should go to therapy at least once because they might discover certain things. And I think what worked in my case, which is also underrated, because I know that I have underrated that, is working with your inner child. So I know that I, when I feel uh, like I am judging someone, then I'm like, okay, okay, wait, hold up. You know, what part? Because if nobody can make you angry or like, nobody can make you upset if you don't have those emotions within you. So whenever I judge somebody or someone will upset me, I'm like, hold up. Cause these are not very common feelings for me anymore. And I'm like, what is this telling me? What, what is, what do I have? What kind of work do I have to do? Why am I feeling like this? And then I ask myself, and then I usually figure out, I'm like, ah, it's this situation because in my childhood, you know, I was told this and that, and that was really hurtful. And that, that's why I'm, I feel like throwing a tantrum because I reverse to the childhood time. So then it's time for healing and go into meditation. And there are different ways to do that, of course, but think of yourself as, you know, a little, a little boy or a little girl that you were when maybe certain situation happened, maybe you were five, maybe you were seven and just give yourself some love, man. And like, who, like, wouldn't you, would it, who would you be for the person for, for the, for the, for your past self when mm. you were a child, you know, 
And that's how I think about it. And like when I think of what this little girl went through, you know, I'm like, oh man, I just want to give her a hug. And then I think about like, why am I so hard on myself? Like that version of me mm. from the past, that's me too. And yet I would just want to like love her and comfort her. So I think a lot of, a lot of issues just come from unhealed inner child it's it's called and uh because you can't just pat a plaster on the problem you can't just pat a plaster on the issue and say you know oh just think positive just do this do that no you have to do the dirty work too it's uncomfortable as hell nobody wants to do it nobody wants to like go into our traumas we want to forget about it but there is no way around it It's the first step, no? Uh, I would say so, yeah. Just have to go into the uncomfortable and undig that. But once you are, you know, once you get through that, you just feel so light. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so, and your best way to pass that traumatic experience, it's uh, with the therapy the for you like talking with your inner child do you that do you do that with a therapist or you do that alone how it is i think uh anybody who that i mean i think any anybody could use a help of a therapist just because we don't know sometimes we don't see things from the outside and we don't see things as they are sometimes. So uh, I was going through a difficult time a couple years ago, and this is the first time I went to therapy. And still, for some strange reason, therapy is um, treated like something that only people with mental problems goes mm -hmm. to. And it's just talking to somebody who knows how to ask you the right questions and usually you figure things out by yourself it's just talking to somebody about your problems because if you keep those problems inside of you they will become very toxic and we sometimes we are just humans we don't know like even the best of us we don't know how to deal with certain things mm. even therapists have therapists so um, I would advise anybody to go to therapy and anybody can also do the work with inner child. And there is so much information available, even on YouTube, just healing meditation for inner child. And that is, uh, that is all the guidance and yeah, whenever, whenever you feel like it, especially it's, I would do that not very often, but whenever I feel triggered, mm. I would go there. Because I know that there is unheal, unhealed part that needs to be addressed in that moment. Because those triggers, they don't come from the outside. Triggers never come from the outside. And that's the interesting part. And I, I have been hammering that in to the heads of everybody who was coming in contact with me in the past month. I had one girl saying to me, she's like, Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but she's like, for months, I couldn't really 
understand it because she was like, no, no, it can't be me. It can't be me, but they are so annoying. Like it can't be me. And then she said, she finally got it. She's like, okay, like I understand. So it's like, it's like this. If you have a glass full of rice, mm-hmm. yeah. So then you have a trigger and you spill that rice out and that's this anger or this frustration coming out. But if there is no rice inside, then you can be as mean and as horrible to me as you want to. There is no rice. I have nothing to throw at you. Yeah. Nothing to say. Nothing to say against, really. <laughs> no, love it. No, but it's true. Yes, yes, yes. Because it's, it's the moment that you like the fact for the others that you put the rice in your cup. And you are the person that is putting the rice. Because it's your cup. Yeah. Totally agree so with you. So if there is no anger, if there is no anger inside of you, you can't, nobody's going to make you angry. Exactly. And we, people really don't take ownership enough of their behaviors. And when you don't take ownership, you are giving away your power as well. Because if I'm the problem, then I am also the solution. And that's the beautiful part. And if you are blaming others for your situation, then you are making yourself hopeless and helpless. And that's not a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. If they are the problem, then you can't fix it. Like, so to become successful in any area of your life, for sure, you have to take ownership for any, anything that happens to you. And sometimes it's hard to accept, but I would oftentimes when I fall into this victim mentality, I would be like, ah, you know, this guy like uh, didn't pay me back the money or whatever. And I try to be like, okay, where is my fault in that? Where is my fault in that? And um, because I'm like, well, but it's him who is a cheater. And then I thought to myself, okay, hang on. I already knew. I already knew what kind of person he is. And I still wanted to do the business with him or whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. so it's my fault. I was going into that because it was more comfortable because of whatever. So you will always find your own fault in anything. You might be getting into a relationship and that person will fail you and you can blame them, but they showed you the red flags. You just ignored it. So it's, I think it's a great thing because it makes you feel really empowered whatever situation you are in you are the only one to blame but then you can also change it you are the one who can change it exactly no 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 i think you are totally right you you have the fault but you are you are also the solution like you were saying i totally agree with you you are talking about successful people what is for you success For me, success, it's very simple. It's when your words, thoughts, and actions are aligned. And when you can create a life where you can live comfortably through helping others. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. It's true. 
No, it's so true. Like living comfortable, helping others. And let's go now to the year 2020 because you already we already start with that subject about COVID. Um, what are some of the lessons that you are taking from this situation? That not accepting what is just creates suffering. You know, I was, I had a different plan for myself. I was going to start traveling in November. At that time in 2020, I was living in Malta and I was going to go Bali, Thailand, Vietnam, and basically anywhere that I feel like, because I was finally in a position to travel and work remotely, just like I manifested. But the situation in the world happened and I could dwell on it and create suffering for myself or I could just accept it. So whatever, whatever is and whatever will be is meant to be because there is no other way. So not accepting what is creates suffering. If you can just, whatever horrible this situation might be, because we are talking about something quite silly, right? Like I was supposed to be in Thailand, I'm in Croatia, it's, you know, I can't travel, it's not a big deal. People can go through losses and some tragic events. But in any case, not accepting what is creates suffering. So if you just chill and accept your circumstances, whatever they may be, and I'm not talking in the sense where you can change your reality. I am only talking about situations where you cannot control the outcome. If you cannot change things, stressing over things is a waste of time and a waste of energy. Things that you cannot control. Simple. And you can have a peaceful life just accepting what is. It is what it is. That's actually my famous saying. That has been my saying for years. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is. And go with the flow. I think you can also use it. <laughs> Life is very simple. People, you know, people just overcomplicate it. And why it's that? Why do you think we, we overcomplicated life? Hmm, that's a good question. Because I think people think that you need to have some special things, special formulas to be happy, to be successful. But things are really very simple. Do whatever feels good. Do more of that. If you find something that feels good, just do more of that. Something doesn't feel good, but it's, you know, and it's not good for you. Stay away from it. And, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> It's, it's the sentence of the interview. It is what it is. I love it. What's no, my it's, line? <laughs> no, no, I love it. I love it. And what is the legacy that you want to leave behind? I don't care about legacy. I care about now. I am so focused on living the present moment. So I honestly care for people to just feel good when they are around me. And I always try to even pass a little smile on the street when I pass people, unless they are like creepy looking dudes, then I don't. 
<laughs> but otherwise <laughs> it's a normal other... <laughs> but yeah otherwise i just try i it makes me happy if uh somebody who gets in contact with me feel better after the interaction i'm just focused on the present moment and live in the now and People for, like once we are gone, we are gone and people forget about us sooner than we think. I mean, so I just want to touch as many people's lives as I can while I'm alive. Simple. Beautiful. Simple and beautiful, really. Uh, let's go. Uh, you were talking about the certification that you are taking. Do you want to share some of your projects? some of new ideas that are coming? I think that it will, I will see what it takes me again. I think it will be valuable on my podcast also. Uh, my co-host, she is a spiritual coach and uh, she has so many certifications and yet I never had any interest in becoming a coach or anything of that sort until recently it occurred to me, I was taking a part in a workshop, manifestation workshop, and it was me and five other women. And to my surprise, I found myself co-hosting, <laughs> which wasn't planned. I was just a student and I had so much to add what the teacher says. And I had all these questions coming from the women and asking me, hey, maybe can you help me with my goals like after the call? And I thought to myself, this is actually something that I'll be passionate about doing. I have been studying the manifestation and goal setting and all this stuff for 11 years. That is really, I think, I mean, I don't want to sound big headed, but I don't think that I can learn anything new about this stuff. So I figured, Hey, you know, I think this is something that I would be good at and that would bring me joy because ultimately is about doing something that you enjoy and that you are good at. If you can combine these two, you are all set. So after that, I had another conversation like uh, about a week later with, with my friend who is, who is the co-host. She's also a spiritual therapist or something. And it just came to me. I was like, why don't I just do a certification? I already know all this stuff. So it's about you know, getting a diploma and putting together a business plan and just start doing that and, and helping people because I am so passionate about it and I am so good at it. So uh, after that, I just, I found another course and I think I will be just doing a hell of a lot of studying and I will see what it takes me. Beautiful. Let's talk a little bit about your podcast. What the listeners can expect if they go and listen to your podcast. So uh, it's a podcast about the spiritual stuff. I call it a podcast for your soul because the idea is to uplift people and we have such a great vibe with my co-host. So uh, we do quite a bit of, we, we do quite a bit of laughing and I feel like it's not, not, not one of those boring spiritual podcasts where you just go, uh, but yeah, it's a spiritual podcast with an edge. And we talk about a whole bunch of very interesting things. We have been talking about energy and what is energy, how to protect your energy 
and we were talking about empaths and energy vampires. Do you know that hanging out with energy vampires can be very detrimental to your physical health? So all, all kinds of things like that, where you connect the physical world and metaphysical world. Most of the people don't even realize that these two are connected. Uh, on Sunday, we will be recording one about chakras. I don't know if you know what chakras are, but if your chakras are blocked or certain chakras are blocked, then you may experience several uh, health issues. So you may not know why you, have, why you keep having uh, pain in your throat or your thyroid when you are not doing anything to cause that, but your throat chakra might just be blocked. And uh, so it's all kinds of interesting spiritual things, but with a twist. Uh, so it makes, it makes things a little bit more interesting. Love it. Love it. The name and love the connection. Like, and, and some of the questions that we don't ask ourselves in, in, in our society, like what is energy, how we can, what is chakras, you know, that kind of questions that you, we don't ask ourselves. Tell me just what is energy for you? Do you want to? Energy, well, it is something that you, that you can't see, hmm? that you can definitely feel. Have you ever noticed how you are hanging out with someone and then afterwards, either you feel super energized and just you feel good, or after hanging out with someone, you feel just drained and tired, like, and just not good. And then you keep thinking about that conversation and you get annoyed. Mm -hmm. has, it, has it happened to you? So it's all about energy. You know, energy, it's, it doesn't vanish. It can't just vanish. It gets transferred. And there is so many things to it. So uh, there are energies, for example, rooted in fear, and they also lower your vibrations, and there are energies rooted in love. And like I said, it is something that you cannot see, but you can definitely feel. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Now to, to ask you a tip that you can give to make the world a better place. Start with yourself. Start with loving yourself. Start with being kind to yourself. I would say show yourself kindness by taking care of yourself. So work out, avoid toxic people. This is very important. Pay attention how you feel around certain people because if you pay attention, you know who's good for you, who is bad for you. So eliminate those toxic negative people out of your life. I don't care if they are a family, they're your husbands, just you have to eliminate. I either get rid of them or limit very much the contact with them. And pay attention to your diet, take care of your diet, take care of your exercise, and try to learn something new every day. That's how I would say show yourself love and be gentle with yourself, be kind with yourself. We are so judgmental to ourselves. We are our biggest enemies. When we do something wrong, we just, those feelings of guilt, they don't serve us. Just tell yourself it's okay and you know keep moving forward so it's so important to love ourselves because when we give ourselves love then we have more love to give others that's why i say it's so pointless to tell somebody be kind it's pointless if that person doesn't love themselves they're not gonna feel like being kind and if they give love to themselves they will have so much love to give to other people and ultimately make the world a better place. 
So I would say start with yourself, start pouring into your cup and then you will have more to give. Love it, love it, love it. I think it's, it's, it's a great, great, great advice. Starting on you and after pass to the others. I like also to ask uh, to my guests, or you already give me a recommendation of a book, Think and Grow Rich. Do you have any other recommendation of books or podcasts? My favorite podcast for a long time was The School of Greatness by Louise House. Oh my gosh, that was, my, that was part of my morning routine when I was getting ready for work. Uh, I was listening to that almost every single morning. And he interviews, his story is also very inspiring because he basically was in the point of life where he was sleeping on his sister's couch. He was completely broke in debt, feeling like a loser. And then he started that podcast, I believe in 2013. And it just took him to, oof. So he's interviewing the most inspiring people of different areas of life. So you can find like super, super interesting and valuable content there. There is so much that I have learned from that podcast. So much. And another book I would say, definitely, definitely. I take it with me everywhere. And sometimes just open on a random page. How to win friends and in how to win friends and influence people. Great that book. book, definitely. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mine looks like it's been. I mean, uh, mine was actually eaten by my dog. But yeah, <laughs> your your looks. Yeah, even my dog thought this looks like a good book. I'm gonna get me <laughs> some of that. Yeah. It is it's, a good. Uh, that book i have it like so many like things marked up i think the most important lesson that i took out of this book there is so many lessons but chapter one chapter one about not criticizing people and if you want to achieve any results with any person it's like positive reinforcements it works mm -hmm. with Negative reinforcement doesn't work with dogs and it doesn't work with people. So criticizing anybody is going to only make them defensive. Man, imagine if we knew those things years ago, how different all our relationships would look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better late than never, I used to say. <laughs> yeah, but it's true. It's true. I think like reading helped me a lot. It opens my mind and traveling also knowing different cultures that helped me a lot but reading i think it's it's a boom to my mind because it's sharpened it sharpens your mind too and books like this one they you have to read them like you don't have to but it is so good to read them multiple times because then as also as you grow you see that book you see different you absorb different information from it What is your favorite book? What is your think that is most valuable book? Rich Dad Poor Dad. Hmm. It's like it opens like yeah, like I think it opens my mind. And this one is also a great book, man. But I think they're different. It is completely different. But I think like that it was that moment that I started thinking about finance in a different mm -hmm. way. Like yeah. I had a really bad image about money, you know. And like the problem is not money. It's the way that I see money. 
Mm -hmm. Because we were told that money is the root of all evil, etc., etc. But I think uh, the most powerful lesson from that book was that money isn't real. And you know, like I kept mm -hmm. like telling myself money isn't real. And even that one day, I remember I just put that book away and I was like, okay, money is not real. Money is not real. I put it away and idea came to me. I was like, oh, I can easily make like 200 euros on this simple thing that I'm doing anyway. And it was just when in that moment, I was like, you know, like money isn't real. It's, it's just not real. It's just energy. Exactly. exactly. It's just energy. Just and also when, when I started reprogramming my mindset around money, I think it was a year and a half ago and I was broke. I was in debt. And this is when I started reprogramming my mind, setting my goals. And here I am one and a half years later, living pretty comfortably and with savings on my account. So I think anybody can do it. Anybody, it just all starts with the mindset. Yes, yes, all starts, like, like you were saying, like, like going turns and turns again, like all starting on you, you the moment that you start executing in, in yourself, it's the moment that the change starts happening. I will, I will say that. Now yeah. tell me, please. What is the yeah. best way for the people to contact you if, if they want to talk with you, if they want to see your message? What is the best way? Um, I am mostly hanging out on my Instagram account on Isolation TV. So it's isolation underscore TV. Uh, we have a podcast, the Soul Boost podcast as well. It's linked over there. But I would say, yeah, Isolation TV, where I, where I hang out most of the time. And the name is Elution TV. I, I, I can I can say it's a little bit connecting with the quarantines, but why it's that? It's funny. It's a funny name. So the idea at first behind Isolation TV was a bit different and it was nowhere near to what it took me. But this is again, I had to get out my, get myself out of the comfort zone and start recording the videos and recording myself. And I had no clue what kind of content I'm going to put up, but the idea for that channel was the, just the quarantine comedy. Hmm. So I was just recording very silly, short quarantine comedy videos. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it took uh, a very different turn. <laughs> hmm. yeah, yeah, so this is, this is how it started. Then the quarantine kind of ended. And I was like, oh, should I keep the name? Because I started like expanding my channel, making connections. And I went into, okay, so I was, uh, I went on a couple of vacations. So it was isolation vacation and then changing the country, isolation relocation. And I thought, oh, maybe that's going to be a more of a traveling, you know, like a kind of funny traveling channel. And then, but I always was just speaking whatever I feel like talking about and I was just very authentic and natural about it so I started speaking more about this personal development stuff and spirituality and whatever kind of stuff were coming to my mind and just took this uh, very different turn than intended to yeah oh it's like, like you started like you said it start executing and after like life will tell you how, how it goes you know exactly I think I listened to to enough of Gary V just keep saying, make content, make content. And I was like, but I don't want to make content. 
but I knew that I have to. So it was just, I think uh, the idea was just to get myself out of my comfort zone and just start recording whatever that is. It doesn't matter. But ultimately, we all have something to teach others. So everybody who is not making content is, is really depriving the world of, you know, hearing their knowledge and their experiences. So it doesn't have to be in the form of video. Obviously, it's the easiest one to receive. Uh, it can be audio like podcast. It can be writing. But I really believe that we all have a message and we all have something to share with others. And so I am a true believer that making content is the way to go and also in this time of where we cannot travel as much when we cannot meet up in person as much this opens up a world of new possibilities in terms of making connections when in this past year oftentimes digital connection and calls like this were the only way to hang out with people and without it we would probably be much more depressed <laughs> than many of us were because we need we need this uh, social interaction. We need this connection between humans. And especially if it's a meaningful and co conversation with open hearts where people are not afraid to share and speak about their truths. So for me also creating that channel, uh, I cannot believe I wouldn't meet all these people that I have met who are now my friends. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so really, I would just tell anybody, like, just getting over the fear of even making a content and putting yourself out there for being afraid of being judged. You know how I got rid of that mentality? Please. Nobody gives a shit about me. And that's a beautiful thing because we all walk around obsessing about ourselves. So... I walk around and obsess about myself and obsess about what others think of me. But others obsess about themselves. They might think of you for a second, but then they will keep walking around obsessing about themselves. So the fact that nobody gives a shit about me was a beautiful realization. And on top of that, just the, re like the realization that it just doesn't matter. Like, what does it all matter? What if like, I'll make a fool out of myself? What if so, like you can deprive yourself of so much by just thinking about it and it really doesn't matter. Look, this life will be gone so soon. Like we have, like all we have is this moment. And so what, you know, you will maybe upload a video that you are not so proud of or it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right. Nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. So just do what you like. Focus on you. I think it's, it's beautiful, beautiful advice. Any last thoughts or advice that you want to share with me and the listeners? I would just say, love yourself, guys. Just give yourself some extra love. That's it.
Thank you. Thank you so much for the great two hours of conversation, man. It was a great, great time. That's like, it was a great conversation and a lot of knowledge. And I think, yeah, take it deep. And the main thing that I, that I take from this interview, it's work on, on yourself, you know, work on you, meditation, a lot, a lot. I took a lot. <laughs> thank you so I'm much. I'm happy to again. hear that. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Guys, don't forget to follow Isolation TV. Go to Instagram to our Instagram and give some thumbs, uh, thumbs up. Give some love, some hearts. Thank you so much. A great day for everyone and love for everyone. Thank you so much.